0: Hector Gomez is the CEO of Freedom, Heating, and Air. He has a beautiful wife and I think like five kids, and he plays the drums on Sunday morning at his church, but his life hasn't always been this great. As a kid, he was introduced to drugs by his Little League baseball coach. And then as a young adult, 17, he was already selling drugs, making lots of money. He got in trouble with the state of Texas and federal and he almost lost his life at one point. God saved him at gunpoint. Like I said, he's the CEO of Freedom Heating and Air. He walks in his freedom. He helps our guys. And today we're going to do a background check on Hector Gomez. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and and not be afraid to say, go go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is Is background check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon. So tell them that I won't back down. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to background check. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, J Dan Gum. As always, brought to you by Forgiving Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. Once again, thanks to everyone who is writing in and emailing um, about the show. We are just getting some some amazing feedback, and we want to we want to say thank you for letting us know. We always wonder, is this worth it? Doing this, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it, t- it takes a lot to do this. I don't pay anybody to do it. I, I do it all myself, so it takes a lot of time to do it. But uh, so, thank you. The biggest thank you that you can give me in return is listening and sharing the show. Um, if you're in prison or jails. Let everybody else you know that has a tablet know about the podcast. Tell them about it. There, I promise you there's going to be at least five to ten episodes out of the 82 or three that we have that is going to impact your life in a way whether it's emotional or informational. You know if you're in an inmate and you're getting out in the Dallas, the Dallas area, the Houston area, there's are some informational podcasts that you want to learn about. you know uh, So thank you for listening. And we we got a great show, show for you today. Listen, keep us in your prayers with the uh, Resource Center. We're going strong on moving forward, finding, finding a place we believe is going to happen. Uh, here at Background Check, we, we tell stories of people who have risen above their background. We believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And people on this show, including myself, um, their background is paying them back. And then we also have guests who help people navigate life after the background check or after you know they get a background so listen thanks again we're not going to waste any more time today's um guest is is hector gomez from freedom heating and air he's an amazing guy he's got a great story how he got into hvac how he started at a job out of prison worked his way up got his license now he's been going for 12 years now and i can't even remember the first time i met him i've known him for a long time they're big supporters of our ministry. Uh, they've hired hired Shannon, who was on one of the an earlier episode uh, called titled that it was that ninth felony, and so he gave Shannon a, um, a shot about I don't know a year and a half ago or more, and or two I think, and um, Shannon just got employee of the year. Shannon just got employee of the year. So I want to say thanks thank you to Hector, and um, he's got a great story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. All right, my guest today is Hector Gomez, CEO of Freedom Heating and Air, drummer at his church, Highland Meadows Church, and uh, what else do you do, do, man? Tell us who you are, Hector. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Jay. Um,
1: Well, what else do I do other than drum at church on Sundays and,
0: um, of course, run a business? Tell us about Freedom. How'd you get started with Freedom? How long has it been in business Uh, well, but wait, before we talk about freedom,
1: uh, tell me about your family. My family, well, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, we just celebrated 20 year anniversary on Monday. You don't even look 30, bro. My wife, um, yeah, man. Uh, my high school sweetheart, oh man, my soulmate. Um, what high school did you go to? What high school? We went to Sunset High School, Sunset. Sunset. All right, we're bison, so um. Man, I you know the other day I was we were working in that area and I went and took a picture of where we first where we had our first kiss oh, of man. a tree. Wow, under the tree, brother. So wow. She wants me to go pull it out that way we can build it. Pull you know, the tree? It, yeah, pull the tree out so we can. Uh,
0: Is it like in somebody's house or yeah, just a park front, or what? It's in the
1: front yard, you know.
0: And so, but you're gonna tell the people first, right? Or just come by and stand it? We're gonna <laughs> see,
1: you know. to need a crane and a trailer, so. But yeah, so. Yeah, I have Kids. Uh, five, five beautiful children. I have a grandbaby, uh-huh. um, three-year-old. So um, baby Nicholas, um, amazing
0: little feller. And um, we're blessed. We're blessed. Um, so tell us about uh, Freedom. How long has Freedom been in business? Uh, why, why don't you choose the name Freedom? And, uh, yeah. So Freedom has been in business.
1: We celebrate our 12-year uh, anniversary this year as well. Um Freedom came about in 2010. 2010, um, the Lord began to speak to me prior to that in 20, um, 2009 when I was working for a very successful company. Had been there for five years already. Um, the Lord began to do things in my life. And um, so during that time, we were singing a lot about freedom at church. you know. Yeah. And at, in 20, 2009, I was able to uh, go and, and get my license uh, state license for heating air conditioning you know okay. uh, at the at first I was kind of hesitant because you know you got to go to the state of Texas they do a background check and uh, my paperwork came back clear that I was able to take the test so I wow. did that so at the time um, I was already doing a little work here and there for friends family and um you know I was like well if if we can take uh, this opportunity let, let me go ahead and um get my license yeah uh, the company i was working for they actually paid for everything wow um, i just did the the test I, I passed it i was certified got the highest license a license with the c endorsement which you know we, i can work on anything from a fountain uh water fountain all the way up to a big 200 ton chiller wow high rise um so i was able to do that and then um in may of 2010 um there were some things that began to happen at the company I was working for, even though I was a licensed holder already. Um, the The door began to close. I saw it coming. Things began to happen. Uh, the Lord began to show me, you know, I'm, I'm about to open up a new door for you. Um, I mean, I was making about $23 an hour there, 401k, all full benefits. Yeah.
0: Um, good and, job. A really good job. Yeah, good. I mean, Twenty three dollars an hour back in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand
1: ten. Yeah, yeah, that was good money. Good money then. Um, so we prayed about it, and um, you know, we we just freedom kept sticking out to me, you know. And we dba'd as Freedom Heating Air in two thousand five. I mean, January the fifth, two thousand ten. Sorry about that. And um, just things began to change at where I was at. And uh, so now, d-
0: as soon as you dba'd it. Were you
1: still working for the other I, I was I okay. was still working and and even at the time, I was like, well, you know I, I gotta I feel like the lord is is moving me out of here uh, and and we had a big meeting, and uh, apparently those that were that had a license either had to park it or or had to go, and I just felt the night before on a Sunday we had a small group at my house, and I just felt that the Lord said, "Hey, I need you to get your tools out your truck." I need you to get everything that belongs to you. Just be prepared for tomorrow. You know, we had a big meeting. Walked in the meeting. They talked about that, the changes, and um, talked to my supervisor afterward. And uh, one of the things that he says, like, well, I mean, nobody really has to know about this. I said, well, unfortunately, the Lord knows and my wife knows. We prayed about it, and, you know, I started my own business. So you started your own business? I said, yeah, I did. He goes, well, unfortunately, I do have to let you go today. And um, he goes, but this is what I'll do for you. I'll go ahead and give you two weeks' pay. Uh, if your business doesn't work out for you, you're more than welcome to come back. So, mm-hmm. wow. I left that door. I, I didn't burn a bridge there. Yeah. I left it open. So, if you know, but here we are, twelve years. Um, you haven't had to go back. I have to go back. <laughs> they actually came to me last year and um, offered me some work um, as wow. a subcontractor for wow. them. So I'm blessed for that and uh, being able to, you know, just keep that that uh, that door open there too.
0: So yeah, so good. Okay, so so. It hadn't always been this good, and the reason you're on the show is because it's called Background Check. And mm-hmm. what we do here at Background Check is we we, we take what is normally a negative, uh, people do it for more of a negative reason. Like, I want to look into your past to see what I can find negative, okay, to disqualify you. Satan always bringing up our background, our negative background, because he wants to disqualify us from something. Um, you know, credit, somebody wants to run our credit background because they want to see if they want to give us a loan or disqualify us from getting a loan. And so everybody, even the guys that get out of prison, you know, they'll get a job. And then two weeks later, they'll be fired from that same job because the background check came in. Correct. You know, so when people hear background check, they just panic. They're like, Oh, I want to turn it into something positive. Correct. And so that's the reason we do this. Yes. Um, you know, we do have some stuff in our past. That we're not proud of, but uh, we have taken those things. Uh, one of the mottos of background check is your ba- your your background shouldn't hold you back; it should pay you back. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And yes. so, so now, every time we share our testimony, every time we we uh, we lead somebody to the Lord, every time we encourage somebody that maybe went down that same path we did, our background is paying us back. You know, and uh, and so that's the reason we're here. So now it's time to do a background check on you. All right, and uh, and, and and let's hear your story, okay? Because because you, you weren't always this successful, you you didn't always work for that other company. Um, some things happened in your life, correct? You know, uh, so tell us about you know. Obviously, you got in trouble. Tell us let's start start where it all happened, and walk us through to back where we are today. Well, you know,
1: growing up, um, you know, I didn't I didn't have the best childhood life. Um, my father was there, but wasn't there um they would work very hard um I grew up you know seeing my dad abuse my mom physically emotionally and um you know he was he was very hard drank a lot of alcohol hanged out with his friends on the weekends and um so we saw that you know and growing up one thing that I always said is I I don't I don't want to I don't want to be like that you know I don't want to do those things and um so basically as as time went off you know um I really depended on my dad a lot. I did depend on him. I looked up to him, you know. And um, and uh, by 2016, my dad was deported for um, to Mexico because he had a drug case back in the 80s. He even went to prison, state prison, and uh, came out. Did everything, probation, parole, did all that. Uh, still deported. So at that time, um, I had I was I was playing uh, little league uh, baseball through my childhood and, and all that. So I had this uh, a baseball coach that I really looked up to. And um, I looked up to him. We would spend a night over there. Uh, the, some of the players would hang out and just, you know, um, have a good time there. And um, as time went on, um, he basically introduced me into the market of um, drugs. Um, and, and I saw some of that stuff growing up, too, with my father. You know, man, he rest in peace now. Um, I, I grew up seeing some of those things and, and wonder, you know, like, is, is this what life is about, yeah. you know? But then I was introduced at a later age, about 17, uh, when my dad got deported, I mean, I had to do something to make yeah. money. Well, when it was introduced to me, you know, um, the drugs and, and the opportunity I, I took off with it, even though I was still in high school, I was about to graduate wow. when, when that year that my dad was deported, um, and um, I was introduced to that and uh, we just, I began to run with it. I uh, began to sell drugs here and there in the neighborhood. Uh, people so you were
0: you were using and selling?
1: I was using and selling. It started with marijuana. And then I got introduced to cocaine. and I got introduced to methamphetamine.
0: Um, what, was, now you know, what year was all this? When you were in high school, 17, what year uh, was this that? This was
1: in 97. 97 okay. Yeah, so I ran with it from 97, 98, and then um, in 99, that's when my life really changed then. But it should have, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, drugs, alcohol, selling, uh, abusing. Um, had at the time, I already had two kids with my wife, had another one from somebody else. So you know, I was young and dumb, um, and I wasn't really being that father for my my children at the time. You know, I was really depending more on my in laws taking care of my kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, now let me ask you this: uh, You know, being that young, Hispanic, involved in drugs, selling and using, did you ever? Had the opportunity to get involved in any gangs? I did. You did? Uh,
1: yes. Okay. So during my, um, my high school years and all that, uh, I was involved with, I had friends from two gangs, so it was kind of hard for me to pick Ooh, and choose.
0: wow. But I
1: still stuck with one gang, and, and we would do a lot of things there, too. We'd get into trouble, uh, breaking in cars, uh, stealing clothes from the mall. Uh, we had to, you know, um, we just had to find a way to survive, and, right. and that's what we did. And and we would go out on the weekends, stay out late, uh graffiti, you know, put graffiti on the walls. I mean, there's a lot of things that we did growing up. And then after I got introduced to the drugs and selling, I kind of went away from from the gangs, went more into, okay, you know what, um, this is Entrepreneurship. Yeah, this is good money right here. You know, I was a street pharmacist, you know, uh, I was making good money then. And uh, the, it was just, I saw it and I was like, man, this is great. But then even through that time, Jay, um, you know, I would party all night, sleep all day, party every day. Seven days a week, we would do that. I probably did that for about a whole year. Hmm. Whole year I was doing that, um, still selling drugs. And uh, in um, probably about 2019, uh, in the summer, I remember doing a a drug deal. I had a friend that just came out of prison. Not
0: 2019.
1: I'm sorry, not 2019, 2009. 2009. Yeah, 2009. I had a friend that just came out of prison. He had done like 25 years. He was really looking for to make some money. And uh, I knew his brother. And um, he said, "Hey, I got you know, I got an opportunity." So I said, "Okay, well, let's do it." So we made it happen. And uh, at the time, you know, wait, wait, wait. Okay,
0: so it's, yeah, it's two thousand nine. Yes, two thousand nine. When you were working for this other company? No, I'm H- sorry. You From have it. Nineteen yeah, okay. ninety
1: nine. Nineteen ninety nine. See, I got to. I got to get <laughs> my ears right. Gotta,
0: we got to. We got to get the decades right. Yeah, I got to get. Hey, decades. it's. Hey, when your story goes back that far, I'm the same way, man. When I'm talking, sometimes I'll get my decades mixed up because I'll forget. You know, I'll forget. But all right, just want to make sure we know 1999. Yeah,
1: 1999, you know, things began to happen that summer and um, and um, went into his room, saw the guys. It was supposed to be one guy. Um, went straight. I, I normally went straight for the money. The drugs were there and um, had drugs in the vehicle. I uh, was about to go um, deliver some more drugs at the time to my client. That was, you know, he was buying from me every other yeah. day. But I brought in this and um, it was all counterfeit money. Mm. on the bed and at the time you know fear did kick in like what's gonna happen you know but living that fast life I was just like well you know let me let me get out of this one and unfortunately two other guys came in the room with guns and um I remember saying you know what you got the drugs take it all you know let me get out of here they're like no we're gonna kill you
0: Mm.
1: said man you know so they put me and my buddy next to on the bed and um we had a gun with us we did have a gun and um and I told him, hey, give it to me under the bed. And um, he was handing me the gun, and, and one of the guys saw so he took the gun and started pistol with me. Mm. I still have scars behind my head. And um, at the time when he was pistol me, all I can think of is of my kids. This guy's about to kill me right here. And I prayed. I said, Lord, help me. That's all I said, Lord, help me. And all I kept saying, hearing is, I'm going to kill this Mexican. I'm going to kill this Mexican. And my mind was Mm. just—I was just waiting for that gun to go off, and it didn't go off, Jay. It didn't go off. They duct taped me, they duct taped all of us, and they took off. And somehow I managed to get out of the duct tape, and had blood all over me. Wow! And it got very intense. And um, I, my friend that was with me, I loosened him up. We still took off, Jay. Even then, I had the drugs in the other in the van. And they didn't even see those. I still went, and I still
0: delivered those drugs. Mm.
1: But I believe God was already trying to get a hold of me.
0: Yeah, He was he, already. He definitely me. was already protecting you.
1: He was protecting me. Uh, I, I made up this lie, and a couple of months later, I get busted. I get busted on my way back from San Antonio. I had drugs on me. I only had marijuana. They wanted me to bring some cocaine, but I didn't. Got pulled over. Here in Dallas, they asked if I had any drugs or you know on the vehicle, yeah. and I said no, I don't. I lied to them. Of course, they took me out, said I had warrants. They saw the drugs, so the, you know I, I I caught two possession of marijuana with um, two cases felonies in the state of Texas. Okay, so we just I bailed out, kept doing what I do, kept selling drugs.
0: Didn't didn't slow you down didn't at all. Didn't slow
1: me down at all. Jay, a couple of months later. The DA comes knocking at my door. Mm-hmm. Took me in. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Well, the guys that I got the drugs for were under investigation for years, mm-hmm. and here I am, got caught up with them. So I went to court. I pleaded guilty. I mean, I I couldn't. I mean, I was I was guilty. Yeah. And they put me on pre-trial release. I had a monitor, ankle monitor, for about a year.
0: So now DEA, they're involved. That means it's federal. It's federal, yeah. So I had a state. So you got state and federal charges going. And federal charges.
1: So I pleaded guilty to all this. Um, I um, Basically, all the savings that I had from truck dealing went to my lawyer, went to Bell Bonds. I mean, just gone. Just took it. And um, went to court, did all that. They said, "Well, you're convicted. We're going to convict you to 35 months in federal prison. Um, but prior because of my history, um you qualify for an RDAP program. RDAP, yeah. Yeah, Residential yeah 35 drug.
0: months. That's less than 3 years. Yeah. That that was not even that's not even a bad. God was just God was like, "Look, you're screwing up, but I'm going to give you a little favor here and there because it could be a lot worse Correct. than what it is." Correct. Wow. Cuz you could be dead. Yeah. He saved you. You could have yeah. done at least 10 years probably. Yep. But he saved you. And and then he's going to do RDAP? He's going to bring bring more time off?
1: Yeah, and not even that. There was a gun involved. But the good thing is that the gun wasn't in my possession. So if I would have even got caught with drugs and a gun, that's automatically 10 years for the gun in the wow. federal system. No community custody because that's basically they were, I was yeah. at a low risk. Uh, community custody. Um, I surrender in March of 2000. Okay. So March 23rd of 2000. I walked in El Reno, Oklahoma.
0: So we're coming up almost the 12-year anniversary of that. 22 years. I mean 20, 20, 22 yeah. year anniversary, yeah. Yeah,
1: 22 years. So wow. I walked in, I said, okay, I'm gonna do my time. I looked at these walls. It was it was a medium high. So El Reno, Oklahoma has a medium high behind the fence, and then on the other side they have a camp. So when I was there, you know, they of course you have to dress up in their clothes. Right. They said, Well, you're gonna go to the camp. And in my mind, I was thinking, camp, what is that? Like, you're just going to go hang out somewhere or so what, you know? They're like, yeah, you, you got community custody. You're going to go to the camp. So they took me to the camp. I go in there. First thing, you know, they're asking you, hey, where you from? Well, I'm from Dallas. Okay, there's, there's some Dallas guys over there, but this is where you're going to be at. You know, at the time, I was only 20 years old. Wow. You know, when I went in with this 35-month sentence, you know, I was like, my mentality, Jay, was to go in there, meet new connections, and come out. And keep selling drugs. stronger than ever. Yeah, because that's what that's the mindset that I yeah, had at yeah. the time. So when I came in, they were like, "Hey, commissary is going to be closed for about two weeks. So you know, this is your razor to shave. Here's your toothpaste, toothbrush, and and here's your white shirt, your uniforms. You got some steel toe boots, and this is you right here. Here's your bunk. And, and this is federal
0: prison. This is federal okay. prison.
1: Yes. So, but at, you know, I remember that day going to the cafeteria for for um. For dinner and I saw this one guy just as happy as he can be cleaning the tables and something drew me to him and I thought how can you be locked up and be that happy in here? So I just kept watching him and he came up to me and said hey you know you're new I said yes sir he's like hey my name is Rudy you know um you know I you know commissary is gonna be closed but look if you go to my room I got hygiene for you you know, I'll take care of you. You know, I got some shorts, sweats, whatever, you know, so that way you can kind of go out and do some activities. I said, okay, that's fine. So I took him up on I said, okay, I'll, I'll go to your room. Went to his room after chow. We kind of chow, you know. Um,
0: I know. When you said dinner a while ago, I was like, you dinner. went to dinner? You
1: no, know, you went to chow. I went to chow, yeah. So um, first thing I see, Jay, it's a Bible. I see a Bible, and, I'm man, I'm thinking, oh, man, this guy, he's religious. You know, he's. He's gonna to talk to me about the Bible. But you know what? He never did mention it. It was something else, the joy of the Lord that yeah. he had that yeah. drew me. And it's something that that it really caught, attracted me to him. And we just got to know each other. Um he's like, hey, you know, um, I and mean, I'll work out. And this guy amazed me because he only had one, one arm. The other oh, one was really? gone. Wow. And he was still going out and do activities and you know, and all that, and then it's like, hey, dude, so you go to church, and I was like, yeah, you know, I would go to church every once in a while, I was a Christian, I would go to church and for Easter and for Christmas, you know, um, those are only two times I really went, you know, and um, he's like, well, look, I invite you to, to our Christian service, you know, but they also have, you know, services for Catholics and this and that, I said, okay, I might take you up on it, but you know, as time went on, you know, he would invite me to Bible studies. We would have Bible studies in a small small closet where they kept all the chemicals for the cleaning. But we were allowed to be in there and have Bible studies. So I just, you know, I hung out with him and we would work out together. We would, you know, just talk about life and um, Bible study and Bible study. And I believe God was was already, he was already speaking to me. He was already calling me. Yeah. He was already calling me because the Bible talks about faith comes... By hearing the word of God.
0: You remember that? You know what that reminds me of is when when God appeared to Paul, yes. when he was Saul, and he said, he said, stop kicking the goad. Yes. And the goad was, the, the goad was back in the day was to, to uh, spur the cattle to get them moving. And God was goading Paul.
1: Right.
0: Or when he was Saul, he was goading, saying, come on, I, I need you to go this way. I need right. you to do things for me. I need you. And then that's why he says, Stop kicking the goad, because I you know, stop stop fighting and just come on. Right. right. And uh, it sounds like God had been goading you for a long time.
1: Yeah, Jane. And and um, you know, being in there, you know, um, finally the, the opportunity came up, May the first of two thousand, um, where they asked, Have you ever accepted Christ in your heart? I was like, No, what is it? And they explained to me the plan of salvation and all that, and and um I confessed Christ into my heart.
0: And this was just hanging out. This just, wasn't yeah, in a, a church out. service or
1: nothing. No, not a church service. I did go to his services with him yeah. once or twice. But that moment but that, that moment, but that moment was just in, in normal conversation. Normal conversation uh, about four of us in a small room, you know, just having doing Bible study. And then when I did that, Jay, you know, my mind just kept wondering. The enemy was attacking me. You're not going to be able to party. You're not going to be able to go out and do drugs anymore. You're not going to be able to be here and there and doing the things that you like. And I couldn't go to sleep that night. Mm. I couldn't go to sleep. The next day was May 2nd, which is my earthly birthday. I I turned 21, you know. Um, So I can remember that. May 1st, spiritual birthday. May 2nd, my um, earthly birthday. Wow. So, you know, my journey just kept going there in in, uh, El Reno. And and when I remember that... um, I have submitted my um, application to do the RDAP program, talked to my counselor and everything. Everything was going smooth. They were supposed to call my name out a couple of days later. My name never got called out. So I went and said, hey, what's going on? They said, well, the state has a hold on you. I said, the state? For what? They said, well, you got to take care of some business that the state of Texas you got to have somebody represent had you, you. Had you forgotten about it? i have oh, forgotten okay. about it, yes, I did, because I figured, well, I'm in federal, I'm in state, just probably going to drop up. it, yeah. you know, so no. So I had to get my brother a power of attorney to me with an attorney out here to represent me in court. So they went before the court and everything, and, and the state of Texas said, okay, this is what we're going to do for him. Since he's in federal custody, we're just going to run a concurrent, and we're going to give him, like, I think it was three or five years, and um, probation, and running concurrent and it's gonna be deferred. Wow. I said, okay, that's that's fine. So they came back and said, Hey, this is what we got for you. They're gonna honor this, they're gonna release the the hole from you. So then a couple of weeks later they did a furlough transfer. So a furlough transfer basically from El Reno to Texarkana through Greyhound. So, you know, here I am heading to Greyhound and um getting dropped off and basically all they gave me was like twenty dollars and my ID my inmate card. And you were out? Well, I went through a furlough. I went to Texarkana what to do the it, RDAP. Oh, the RDAP was it. RDAP. Uh, okay, and, gotcha. And yeah, because they weren't offering in arena at the time. So I go to arena. I mean, I go to Texarkana. I get there. I go to the camp. And um, they put me in a room with three other guys. And um, I'm just there. So, okay. You know, and um month goes by. I start wearing. You know, I, I will still read my Bible. You know, I would still do things here and there. But I noticed that. I slowly started drifting drifting away from the things of God. Because you got to remember, you know, this was like three months after I got saved, you know. But then I love how God works because another brother in Christ was transferred to Czechoslovakia, and he was from Dallas, and we just bonded, and he had been serving the Lord for already like five years, and he was on fire for God. He's like, nope, we're going to get in these Bible studies. We're going to go to church. We're going to get involved. And I'm like, okay. And he basically took me by by the hand and just guided me, directed me. And, you know, we, we became close to each other and we, we would work out. We would do activities and uh, we would go to Bible studies every day. People from outside would come in. we have a Bible study and, and um, you know, church service on Sunday. So we were always doing something that had to do with the Lord. I was doing corresponding Bible studies out here. So there was a lot of things. So I, I praise God for that. Because too many times, you know, you know, you can get saved, you know, come to the Lord. And then if you don't have that, that um someone to hold you accountable.
0: Disciple you and disciple hold you accountable, you, yeah. yeah.
1: Especially in prison. I mean, it's you know, things happening there because there's drugs, there's alcohol. I could have easily went back to those things. Because even when we had conversations about drugs, I would get these chills. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Lord, why am I feeling this? Well, because my flesh is is wanting those things. And um, even through my time in there, I would I would pray, Lord, you know, um, what is it that you would want me to do? And I remember um, they offered H back in there, but and I was, my mentality was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go back outside, even though I had said I'm gonna do drugs, but I kind of got away from that. I'm just gonna go back to work at U-Haul because through my trial, when I was going to trial, U-Haul gave me an opportunity to work as a counter guy, so I was I was very successful at that. I said, I'm just gonna go work at that. So fast forward I did the RDAP. I graduated from it. They gave me ten months off my sentence. Uh, I think I did about a total of about sixteen, eighteen months away. Did the RDAB another, you know, ten months off my sentence. I did six month halfway house. Now the challenge was not in prison, the challenge is when I came out. Yeah. Because, you know, being a felon, everywhere you went to apply, have you ever been convicted? Yes, you know. But the good thing is U-Haul accepted me back. I went to work at U-Haul. I was staying with my mom then at some apartments when I got out. and um, But I was able to, going back, I was able to do the HVAC, but they only offered it for her, uh, automobiles. So we worked on cars here and there, you know, just a little bit. But I was able to get EPA certified. Okay. You know, so I said, cool, you know, I, I did that. I got my hours through a college out there in Texas, Canada. And I came out and said, hey, you know what? Um, I think I'm going to look at this. And then the brother confirmed it that was a plumber, said, man, you really need to do HVAC. Everybody needs an air conditioning and heating unit. So I took him on it. I said, okay, I'll look for that. But nobody wanted to hire me. Nobody, you know, everyone I would go apply, they would shut me down, or, you know, this and that. You know, they would always come up my yeah. background a little bit here. Well, you don't have no experience. But finally, while I was working at U-Home, um, I began to go to this small church and um where my brother was going And uh, I had some friends That would go there And they put out the word They knew that I wanted To do HVAC So there was a There was a brother in Christ That came to preach that day That him and his brother Worked for an air conditioning company In Wilmer Okay The halfway house That I was at It was actually Hutchins
0: Yeah The, the house The VOA out there yeah, yeah
1: VOA on Yeah right there in Wilmer But he worked in Hutchins And I'm like Okay So I talked to him I said hey look I have no experience But I'm willing to learn He said okay Let me talk to somebody he made a contact, and, and and this is where I know God began to work because even though I was working at U-Haul, you know, God was already working behind the scenes, and um, the opportunity came. He, he talked to his boss. Hey, well, let's make him a detail guy. He'll go behind people that, that maybe cut a duck or needs a, this, but we'll train him as long as he can get his tools. I said, man, I'll do that. So they opened the door, and, you know, God opened the door for me to go work five minutes from where I was at. Wow. And then Brother Aaron said, Hey, I'll pick you up every day if you need me to. I said, Well, sure, because I don't have transportation right now. You know, um, but I want to share something that that um when I was working at Uha for about four months, um, the enemy began to attack me, Jay. Yeah. Old friends knew that I was out. So then he would send them to try to lure me back to doing what I yep. what I was doing before. And God showed me something. God showed me if you trust me this is where you'll be. Yeah. But if you don't, this is what's going to happen. One of my good friends that I had that was part of the drug dealing and all that, he would come every day, Jay. First day he came, talked to me, you ready to go back to the game. I said, I'm not doing that. Man, I gave my heart to Christ. I'm not doing that. He goes, oh, you're just doing that because you went to prison. Mm-hmm. You'll be back in the game. The next day he comes in Lexus, a Lexus, real nice rims, a loud system. And come on, man, look, man, look at my car. You know, those are the things that I like. So the NNBB came to tempt me with those things. Oh, you'll be back. You'll be back. He didn't come back for two days, but that Friday he came back. And this guy had owed me money. But I told him, man, you know what? Don't worry about that. I'm done with that. You, you keep that. No, man, I'm going to pay He threw $100 I mean, he, he pulled out a wad of money and just threw $100 at me. I said, you know what? I don't want that game. I'm don't. I'm not i not going to do that anymore. Well, the next day he was involved in a drug deal. Hmm. He got shot and killed. Wow. So right there, the Lord showed me, you take that lifestyle, that could be you. But I trusted God. I trusted God, even though I lost everything, but I gained with, with the Lord. I Absolutely. gained more. You know, so you know, I was able to work at this company, um, Big Tech's there and Hutchins. I, I learned, I grew, they trusted me with a truck. Um, then I married my wife, you know, finally did things right with her, I asked her to marry me. Um, and then we moved into an apartment. You know, and I and I always look at myself. Look, like, we we started somewhere,
0: yeah.
1: You know, and God honored that. God was faithful. Oh, I was was I mean, she,
0: like, she? She was hanging out with you during your drug days, right? Well, she was. She was still there, yes, but she
1: wasn't like out partying with me all that because she was more. She was. I, she's. I mean, y'all, together, yeah. Yeah, y'all were, were together though. Yeah, we're still together. Yeah, yeah. She kind of knew I was up to something, you know, because I was always uh, come here and there. But I wasn't really being She stayed father.
0: with you through all of this. She, she what a believed, woman. She believed
1: God. And that's one thing about her that I admire. That she, what a woman. She believed. But one thing that that she saw is, let me see if he's real. Because in prison, we can make 100 promises. Yeah. And, and one thing that, that people look at is, is, is they look at your word. you know, And that's one thing that, that I proved to her, that I was serious about the Lord, number one, and that I was serious to being with her. And, and, um, even though she shouldn't, I don't deserve her, Jay, but I know the God, the Lord put us together and, and she trusted and there were still some trust issues there because oh yeah, what woman, woman wouldn't, you know, uh, think those things, yeah. you know, she has every right, but she trusted and then she came to know the Lord Man. through a Bible study. So, you know, wow. God began to work in me, yeah. began to work in her heart, began to work in my family, um, we Stayed at an apartment for a year, then we got a house that we've, we've been in living now for I think it's been
0: 20 21
1: years. That was the
0: first house y'all moved into. First house we wow. moved into,
1: and um, you know, God was just he's always been faithful, he's always been faithful, and uh, he continues to be faithful. And through my journey, Jay, you know, um, I remember one day working at Big Tech's, I was driving to forward, and I said, Lord, I would like, I saw, um, The company that I that I worked with last before I got my license before I went on my own, I saw one of their vans going on Highway Twenty, and I said, "Lord, I would like to go work with those guys one day," just just like that, right? And then um, about two years later, I I went to work for another company. I worked with them for two years. The opportunity came up because my brother was working at the Anatole, and that big company was serv they would service that the the Anatole. So my brother had a good relationship with a technician, a senior technician from that company. He said, hey, you know, my brother's looking for a new job. Um, are you guys hiring? He goes, man, we're always hiring. I said, really? He goes, yeah, I tell him to call my, my manager. So he gave me his number. I called him, Jay. I was so excited. I called him. He didn't answer. But then he calls me back. He's like, hey, I hear you want to come work with us. I said, yeah. He goes, well, well how much do you know? I said, look, i am be honest. I I don't know much, but if you give me an opportunity, I'll prove it to you guys. He said, "Let me ask you this." So he asked me a question, and I got it right. He goes, "Well, it sounds like you know a little bit." He goes, "Why don't you do this? Come talk to our recruiter, because they got a recruiting system. They don't just, you know, you go in. They got right. you got to go through the recruiting." And and I did, and I we prayed about it. I talked to my wife, and the job was in Farmers Branch, Carrollton area, so I would have to drive over there every day if, if that if they gave me the opportunity, which they did. And um, when I went to the recruiter on the application, have you ever been convicted of a felony? I put open for discussion. I didn't put yes or no. Okay. When he interviewed me, he said, why did you put open for discussion? I said, because I want to share my story with you guys. I want to share what God has done in my life. I've been clean and sober. You know, I used to do this, but now I'm here. I'm a family man. You know, I want to take care of my family. I want to learn this trade more. I want to learn more about commercial. He goes, well, let's do this. In case we do hire you, um, and you don't get in trouble or we have to come back, you know, for the application. Let's put yes right now. And then you're going to interview with the service manager um, after my interview here. So he did that. Then the service manager asked me, why did you do this? And I was able to share my story. Yeah. But those are opportunities that I took advantage of because I was able to share my story where I have been at and where I'm at now. And I know I impacted their lives because they were still talking yeah. about it, you know, and... um. So hey, he told me, hey, I'm going to start you off at $15 an hour. And I told him, I want to go to school. He goes, and we're going to pay for your school on us. Wow. And he goes, based on what you do in the field and your school, that's how your raise is going to come. Hmm. So I held him to it, Jay. I held him to it. I proved myself. You know, um, first I honored the Lord. And then he began to open doors, opportunities. And um, here I am now, freedom heating air um you know it's it's about 15 of us right now
0: okay so so here we are you have your own company now growing every year and you know you, you got your own how long have you been in that that building you're in right now that building we've been there about nine years already nine
1: years and we worked out of the house about three years and that was very challenging because i had to go rent about four storages to keep our material to keep some of our equipment to keep some of our vehicles and you know, um, working out of the house, I had to convert my garage into office slash bedroom. You know, uh, we sacrificed. We sacrificed that. My wife was on board with it, and um, it just began to grow. Jay.
0: It, um, so now you're in a position to do what the other companies did for you. Exactly. And uh, you know, I mean, I I know you you hired one of our guys at Forgiven Felons. Yes. And uh, you know, you did the you did the same thing with him that those other guys did with you. You know, how much do you know? What do you know? And and uh, you know, it's 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 really cool to see how hungry you were. You know, because I know you as a friend, and so I know how hungry you are for the things of God as well. But to see you that hungry in the practical area of your life as well, and uh, it, it's no it's no doubt of why you got to where you are now. So talk a little bit about you know hiring people with backgrounds. I mean, obviously you do it. Why do you do it? Why is it important to you? And, you know, has it ever gotten you in trouble? It hasn't gotten me in trouble yet, but I can tell you this is that,
1: um, I believe in taking chances because I am a forgiving felon yeah. myself. Yeah. And, and I know that it can be challenging. Um, for the guys. So I believe in second chance. I believe in and in, um investing in others, especially in this trade, because there's a lot of work out there. Um, whether they stay here for you know, I would love for them to stay, but I know opportunities come up. They may and, want to start their own business yeah, like you may. did. Exactly, you know, and I can't hold them back on that. Yeah. And I've given a lot of people opportunity on that. And um, matter of fact, um the process basically is as long as they're open and honest with us, we do background checks on them. Uh, As long as they're open with us, Jay, you know, I I can sense, I can feel, I can, you know, just by talking to them and being able to say, you know, is this guy going to be a fit? Is he just here to, you know, just get a job and then go? I mean, because I've I've done it in the past and people get out of prison, they want to come work. As soon as they're out of halfway house, probation, they leave. And I get it. It's not for everybody, but, you know, I I can see, now I can see, you know, given opportunity and and where they're at, their heart. Um, But... And it can be a challenge sometimes, yeah. but I, I never turn anybody down. Um, I still give them the benefit of the doubt, um, and I look at their work ethics. We do put everybody on a ninety-day evaluation just to kind of see if, they, if they're going to hold up or yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I, when we challenge them, you know, um, uh, like you said a while ago, you know, I did hire Shannon when he for getting felons. It was with you guys. He's still part of it. Um, he's great, great hard worker. Um, actually when we do hire people for installs, he's, he's my eyes, my ears and, and he's, I, I trust him that, that he can say if it's going to be good or not, you know, yeah. and, uh, he's been a great, great hard worker, got employee of the year last year. Uh, he's proven himself yeah. and he continues to prove himself every day. So I'm thankful for that.
0: And, he, and he's still humble too. Cause I mean, you know, there'll be times I ask him questions and he'll be like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know everything yet. Exactly. You know, and so he knows that he doesn't know everything and he stays humble. Yes. And I feel like he stays hungry, too. Yes, You know, because every time he talks about something he doesn't know yet, he talks about it in a way that he plans on learning it at some point. You know, it's exactly. like, I want to learn this. I don't know how to do this very well yet, but I want to learn that. Exactly. And, um, you know, there's there's probably going to be people listening to this, CEOs, yes, uh, HR people, uh, people that hire for companies that you know, are scared to hire felons, you know, uh, because there's risks involved. Talk about some risks that you think might be involved in hiring felons and how, how you can put at ease some of these other CEOs of companies, um, put them at ease and say, look, you know, you're gonna, you you could have just as much problem with somebody that's not a felon as with somebody with a felon, you know, felony. Um, but just talk about, talk to that CEO that says, why should I take a chance on a felon? You know? Well, um, one of the things
1: that, and yes, there is fear. Um, uh, you're basically taking a risk when we do that. Um, but the one thing that, that I would say is that, and during the interview process is, is hearing them out hearing their heart and, um, trying them out, testing them, you know, um, that's worked for us, you know. It's worked for me. Um, you you give them an opportunity, but you also hold them accountable. Uh, as far as hey, you know, we we all have um, we all have a handbook that we go by, and hold them accountable to those things. Um, and and just put put some faith in it. Yeah. Put some faith in it that you know th- these guys. Uh, a lot of them. Um, they're hungry, they're 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 ready to to make a change in their life. Um, you know, and, and that's something that 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 I've done. Yeah. You know, and not only that, but just getting feedback from them and from your peers. Yeah. Um, but I can assure you that you know, just because they're a felon like myself doesn't mean that that they're gonna go out just to take advantage because I've hired people that aren't felons that have took advantage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, ri- I mean, I, the risk is there either way, whether yeah. somebody's a felon or not, the risk is there that you're going to get stolen from, you're going to get talked about, you're going to get whatever.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's, it's about an opportunity, giving them an opportunity,
0: um, and, what, and, and giving them a challenge. And what a neat opportunity to be that company or to be that CEO that gave somebody a chance that, and that was the chance that launched them into, Success, Exactly. You know, I mean, you are the one that helped Shannon propel into the person he is today. Yes, he had another job at another company, but that company ended up letting him go because the owners changed hands and they let all the felons go. Exactly. He didn't have a place and you were there and you said, come on, you know, let's, 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 let's do this. And, you know, your company's better for it. Shannon's better for it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's risk with anybody. There's there risk is. with anybody. But, um, you know, when you find the right, you find the right felon you and uh, yeah. your company will change, it will. it will, but it really will.
1: I mean, even after that, I mean, right now we got two other felons working yeah. with us and one, he's, you know, they're, they're both proving themselves, but we do hold them accountable. Yeah. You have to hold these guys yeah, accountable. Absolutely. And, and once you, once they see that you're, you're being, you know, um, you're, you mean business too, cause this, this is business, you know, that um, you mean business and you mean what you say, Then you know they 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 take things a little bit more serious, you know.
0: Um, And Shannon's even uh, at your church now. Yes, he's being an usher at your church. Yes, and he's doing a good (laughs) job now. Okay, can you do this without Jesus? I mean, how how I mean, how important is 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 a relationship with God in all this? Well, I, I couldn't do it without him, Jay. I couldn't do it without
1: him because there's a lot of things that happen that happens when you have your own business you know, you're, first of all, you're dealing with people. Um, second, when you have employees that depend on work, depend on where their paycheck's going to come from, you know, I always look at, you know, um, they're depending on freedom. Yeah. I'm depending on God. Yeah. Um, there's jobs that, you know, um, we get there. Not every, not every customer's freedom's customer. And, And that's important. You know, um, to trust in the Lord and put him first because regardless he gave me this, he entrusted freedom. He trusted me with it. So it's what I do with it. And, and it is very challenging, especially with technology these days. Um, it's very, um, it can be stressful sometimes. Uh, I am human. Um, but I, I do have to remind myself that this is God's and I didn't do this so that I can have a bigger house, a bigger boat, uh, build my riches. I did this to be to build the kingdom of God, you know, to be able to give to our missionaries, to be able to stand and support my church, to be able to, you know, um, to give guys that opportunity, um, and be able to extend those hands. And, and you know, sometimes I gotta you you can't help everybody. But there's people out there that need it. I mean, I've done it so many times, and I'll continue to do it as long as the Lord, you know, is is allowing me to. And but putting Him first is is what matters in this because, like I said, He can take it;
0: it's His. Okay, so putting Him first is is definitely important. What about connecting with the church? Talk about how important your church is to you, and how important is it for just anybody that's serving the Lord coming out of prison to get connected and not just connected, but plugged in and serving at a local church? Um, It's
1: very important because, number one, um, I had to get connected. And and if I wasn't connected, I probably wouldn't be here right now Uh, because there is a lot of challenges. Um, Serving in a church, because that's what we're all called to do is to serve. And I always look at that. I'm here to serve. I always tell my pastor, pastor, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve in any areas that you want me to. Um, and and it's important for someone to come out of prison because it's so easy to go back into the things of the world because the world is constantly calling us. It's a magnet. It's, it, it wants us back, and and it's it's very hard when you come out. So I encourage you guys that when you're, and, and ladies, when you're about to come out, find you a church, a church that you can serve in, and pray about it. Lord, where would you want me to yeah. serve at? Yeah. You know, just because, you know, um, it's close to your house, maybe that's not the church, but God will put you in the right church that he needs you. You know, and we have to remind ourselves, I have to remind myself and says, Lord, what do you need me to do? Not, oh, I'm going to do it. Because it's easy for us to do it, and then we get in trouble or, or this and that, and then we ask God to bless it or God to get us out of it. You know, so I would encourage to, to get plugged in where God needs you. Whether it's if it's cleaning the toilets, do it so good somebody has to do it you know i'm very blessed to serve under pastor david because one thing that i admire about him jay is that this man sunday mornings he's outside walking the parking lot picking up trash you know that shows a lot about him that's his heart you know people complain or the you know visitors oh the church is there look at all the trash you know but his heart is in the right place because if he's doing those things, you know, he does a lot of other things. I've seen him do things, and he's he doesn't do it to get a pat on the back. Right. He does it because he's serving. This is the Lord's house. This is where we're going to fellowship. So that's that admi- what admires me about pastor and his relationship with, with the Lord and his wife.
0: And that's Highland Meadows Church in Red Oak. So if you're looking for a good home church, uh, check them out. Look it up. Highland Meadows Church. Uh, pastor David Johnston. And uh, and if you go on Sunday morning, you can see Hector playing the drums. Sometimes I'll be there. And I'll be Shannon, the one making all the and, noise. And Shannon's big old head at the front door welcoming you uh, in on Sunday mornings now. Yes. So well, uh, Hector. Listen, man, you have been um, a blessing to my life, my family, and uh, my daughter loves hanging out with your daughter. But you have been a financial blessing to Forgiven Felons as well. You have sown so much financial seed into us. We are so blessed to be uh, to have you partner with us. Thank you. And uh, we are really, you know, uh, maybe maybe in the resource center where we're going to do welding and and uh, audio video production and T-shirt and maybe we maybe we do an HVAC. All right, let's go. You know? Let's do it. And we we start training these guys up and and you teach them stuff and then start another crew. There you go. You know, because you're going to get bigger. You're going to get bigger. You're going to grow. Thank you. And. Um, and I appreciate all you've done for us, and I appreciate you letting us dig into your background today. Thank you. Anything else you want to say? Uh, you know what? This this podcast goes to uh, jails and prisons all across the nation, state, county, uh, some federal. So, uh, speak real quick to that to that inmate behind bars. Just give him some encouragement and hope.
1: Well, um, if you're listening to this, you know I just want to encourage you just to don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. The Lord has great things for you, just like He had He has for me. Um, and stay encouraged. Things will get better. You know, don't look at the past. Look at look what's ahead. God has great things for you. He has a future and a plan. Um, God will put you in the position and the place that He needs you to be. Um, I always told myself, Lord, I don't want to come back to prison. But you know, sometimes we gotta watch our words too, because I said that and God opened an opportunity, and I didn't really talk on it, but I'm going to share a little bit about it, Jay. Yeah, do it. Um, You know, I said, Lord, I'm not coming back to these walls. And one day, Jay, um, I was able to go interview with the SBA, Small Business Association, because I wanted some, you know, I I needed guidance in in how to run the business and, you know, just kind of hear them out because they have a lot of great information out there. Especially for someone that's never ran a business. And I interviewed, I talked to them. And this lady, I just shared my story. She just paused and she looked at me with like, Oh my gosh. So what happened, Miss Lolita? She said, I just got invited and I'm looking for volunteers. I said, What do you mean? Federal prison for a job fair. I said, Ms. Lolita, I've been in prison. I don't think they'll let me go. She said, Well, let's try it. Let's try it. It won't hurt. I said, okay, well, you try it, and if it works, I'm in. She tried everything, Jay, to the last day, the warden accepted me in Siegelville. Wow. For me to go in. My background came back. Everything good. I said, "Miss Lolita, what do you want me to share? It's a job fair. She goes, share your story. Share your story. So there I am, going into federal prison, sharing my story. I shared my story with over 100 inmates mm. that day, um, forward Medical Facility out there. They they had a guy that was there, um, that came over and because um, they were just starting this, you know, to help the inmates that are under three years to bring hope in them and not only that yeah. to help them on what questions to ask during the interview, what not to say, what to say, and and I was just sharing my story. Jay Forward invited me. I got accepted. I went over there a couple of times. I've, to preached to, I've preached. I've preached
0: in Fort Worth a couple of times.
1: Man, it's it's amazing, man. And and the beautiful thing about it is that when you're interviewing these guys, you get to take out things that they're not going to share with an employer, but they can share with me because I can relate to them yeah. and they can relate to me. Yeah. And that's what makes things different. And I didn't get to share, but I wanted to bring that up because that's important, guys. So. Right now, I haven't been able to go back because of COVID and a lot of other things. But once those doors begin to open and allow me to go back, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Because that's something, a promise that I made to the guys, that they will see me back. And, you know, just going
0: there, just it's, it's exciting. You know, you now, meet new people. Let and, me ask you this. Weren't you locked up with a, a, a guy that got out and pardoned by Trump? Or something. He's a you, friend of mine. Was it a friend of yours? Yes, he's a friend of mine. And did you do? Did you do time with him, or he was just a friend from before y'all did he, time? He was a friend out here when we're when we're doing drugs and stuff. Okay. Southern. Yeah. All right. Yeah. James Cruz. Yeah, he just got out. James Cruz. Yeah. D- didn't he get out like on some commute? that community sentence, or did you get a pardon? Or he did, got a pardon by President okay. Trump in a you know last
1: year. Yeah, yeah. he's been out a year yeah. already. It's been a while. So now. brothers on fire for the Lord, he and is. I mean you know and. We we friends, you know. So we we communicated through letters, through phone calls. While he was in Siegelville, we pray for the brothers every Sunday. That's one thing our church does because we made we made a a, a pact with them that we will pray for yeah. those guys every Sunday, and and that's what we've been doing. You know, praying for the church. There's actually a church in. So you so
0: you communicated with him while he was in in yes. prison. Okay. Yes, because
1: I have heard that he had got saved. So then that was an opportunity for me to reach out to him, like, hey, you know, I'm excited for you. You know, even though we lost that communication, I wasn't there through your whole sentence. But hey, I rejoice that you've come yeah, to the Lord. Yeah. And this was through a, a source that came out. You know that. What is that, what
0: is that like? You used to you used to be in the, in the street game with him. Now you're in the Jesus game with him. You know, I mean, what's, what's it, that it, like? What kind of feeling is that?
1: Man, you know, um, it, it's, it's, um, it's 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 is is a it's a feeling that that um, I, it's an excitement like. Man, you know, once we were here, now we're here together, serving the Lord, and and um, when we go out of places and do things, like you know, we just laugh, we catch up on live, we catch up what God is doing, you know, and and he's he's going through seminary school right now, um, he he's trying to get you know he's certified and and he's doing a lot of things for the Lord and he's busy, you know, and it just it's it's a great feeling, Jay, just to see what God has done in his life. Yeah after serving 20 plus years, you know, and, and getting part. And now wow. he's out here,
0: you know, so, so awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, man, for letting us appreciate do a background you. check on you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for being who you are in Christ. And thank you for just loving your family, loving God and loving on the, all the forgiven felons out there. And, thank you. and um, appreciate all the work you've done on all of our air conditioners. <laughs> you I'm here to serve, brother, anything. All right, man. Thanks a lot and uh bless bless all you guys. Hey, how can how can our listeners pray for you, your family, freedom? Uh just pray for um you know, just
1: for continued favor and um uh just for guidance and direction of the okay. Lord and and uh, what he's doing and um just um for my for my employees, you know, we all go through things and um you know, fortunately they're going through things too and Yeah. And um, we all go through things, and so just for that, and uh, and just you know, my plan is to find a building to build a building, and and pray for that too. Yeah, that God finds. You want your food. own? You're renting right now, but I'm you want renting. you want yes. your own. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking at forty, fifty thousand square foot where we can keep everything enclosed, so that way somebody else won't kind try to come and take yeah. our stuff. Because <laughs> Yahoo's coming off the highway trying to steal
0: all your stuff. Wow. So, but yeah, just keep right. us in prayer for that cool. too.
1: So all right.
0: So, all right, man. Thanks a lot, Hector. God bless. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this interview. Uh, w- when I interview friends, it just makes it that much more special. Uh, Hector's, Hector's story is incredible. Again, he's got a wife who stayed with him through all of this. That is a testimony in and of itself. And, uh, you know, Hector talked about, he made promises to the guys that he was gonna come back in. He went back in, he's going back in. He can't wait to go back in again. Uh, he he's involved in church. He he said that important that that connection is important. So listen, um, but you know what? He started it in prison. Listen, man, if you're in prison or jail right now, uh, obviously if you're out, get involved somewhere. It's just that connection is is unparalleled as far as getting back on your feet. You got to have that connection. But if you're in prison, I don't care how bad church is, you need to get there because there may be somebody, one person there that needs to hear an encouraging word from you, uh, or there may be someone that has that encouraging word for you. But you, you're going to miss it if you if you get caught up in these excuses like, oh, there's just so much traffic and trading at church. There's so much. You know what? When you get out here, there's a lot of crap going on at church out here too. A lot of people at church for the wrong reasons. They're there to find their wife, their husband. They're there to show off their outfit. They're there to traffic and trade, they're sell their stuff. You know, so listen, if your excuse is, I don't want to go to church because there's a bunch of crap in prison. Well, then that's always going to be your excuse out here, too. All right. But, um, you know, listen, man, I love hearing stories of guys that have been to prison. And Hector did everything the right way. He listened to God. After God saved him, he listened to God and did everything he was supposed to do to stay on the right track. But he never forgot the people on the inside. And every step of the way where God said, go. Go. Pack your tools, get get your stuff ready. Uh, then he sent the lady with the small business association and said, come in with me. Hector has said yes to everything God has uh, wanted him to do. And that's important. That's important. That's why his business is thriving. His business is thriving. Okay? Um, so thank, thanks again, Hector. Y'all heard how we can pray for him. So let's lift him up in prayer real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Hector. We thank you for freedom, healing, and air and we lift them up to you lord we stand in agreement with them for that building we know we need to build them too but we we want to we want to pray for their building as well for their expansion for wisdom for creativity for uh health and and well-being in their family and their company and everything they do lord give them everything they need to go to the next level and never look back lord we thank you for hector and his second chance Uh, mentality to give people another chance when they get out of prison we thank you for that lord we are the beneficiary of that with our with our uh forgiven felons ministry so we thank we we thank hector for that and we ask you to bless him and uh and just and just give back to him because of that lord protect his family bless his family bless highland meadows church if you don't have a church um lord we lift we lift up david pastor david to you at highland meadows as well uh, bless him and the church family. Help it to grow. Help people to reach out to them uh, and bless them as well. Lord, we thank you for the fact the uh, the Hector Gomez family, the Freedom family, and uh, everyone listening to this. Lord, I pray that you touch everyone listening to this right where they are, whatever they need. Touch them, Lord. Financially, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, whatever they need. Touch them, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. All right, thanks for listening again this week, and we will see you again next week. Thanks a lot, and spread the word. And remember, don't let your background hold you back. Let it pay you back. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J. Dan Gumm and this has been Background Check.